98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Authorities will launch a scheme by the end of the month to make it easier for senior citizens to get vaccinated. Beijing has announced sanctions on American citizens and entities, including former U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. And Hong Kong rower Winnie Hung has qualified for tomorrow's Women's Singles Skulls quarterfinals. Secretary for the Civil Service Patrick Nip says authorities will launch a scheme to make it easier for the elderly to get vaccinated amidst a low inoculation rate for the age group. Jimmy Choi reports. Speaking on an RTHK programme, Mr Nip said only 28% of people aged 60 or above have received their first dose of a COVID vaccine, and the rate is even lower for those aged 80 or above at 6%. He said the government will launch a scheme shortly to allow the elderly to take jabs at community vaccination centres without having to make an online appointment. The programme will be initially available for 70-year-olds and older, and it will open up to those who are 60 and older later, Mr Nip said. Under the scheme, each of the 20 or so vaccination centres will provide a daily quota of 200. He added that it is expected to be implemented by the end of the month, with details to be revealed next week. Mr Nip noted that more people have booked appointments to get vaccinated recently, and slots for some centres in the coming days have already been fully booked. He added that the government is now looking into increasing the number of slots for vaccination. Meanwhile, Secretary for Labour and Welfare, Law Chi Kwong, says he hopes a new round of outreach vaccination services at elderly care homes would encourage more senior citizens to get the jab. Mr Law says elderly residents might have been reluctant to receive vaccines in the past few months due to a lack of information. With clearer guidelines now in place, he hopes more would change their minds. We have just started another round. Uh, providing more information, simpler information, telling people that if they have been using, uh, having the uh, flu uh, vaccines all the time, now they can use these uh, uh, vaccines. So we hope that the simplified message would help to uh, help people to make up their mind uh, to, to do the vaccination. Beijing has announced sanctions on seven American citizens and entities, including former U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross, just days ahead of a visit by a senior Biden administration official. Sean Kennedy has more. The sanctions are the first imposed by China under its new anti-foreign sanction law, which it passed in June, and come days before U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman is due to visit. It also imposed unspecified reciprocal counter-sanctions on the current or former heads of a range of organizations, including the Congressional Executive Commission on China, the U.S.-China Economic and Security Review Commission, Human Rights Watch, and the Washington-based Hong Kong Democracy Council. Last week, Washington sanctioned seven officials from the liaison office because of their role in the security crackdown in Hong Kong. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki has told a regular news briefing the United States would not change its sanctions policy towards Beijing. We're undeterred by these actions when we remain fully committed to implementing all relevant U.S. sanctions authorities. These actions are the latest examples of how Beijing punishes private citizens, companies, and civil society organizations as a way to send political signals and further illustrate the PRC's deteriorating investment climate and rising political risk. Authorities in the United States are stepping up pressure on people who have not yet been vaccinated to get their COVID shots as the highly transmissible Delta variant continues to spread. The mayor of New York, Bill de Blasio, has urged employers to require their staff to get the shot. President Biden, speaking in Virginia, emphasized the importance of getting vaccinations. 
I know folks are watching the number of cases rising again and are wondering what it means for them. Well, here's the truth. If you're fully vaccinated, you're safer with a higher degree of protection. But if you're not vaccinated, you are not protected. And now, what we have now is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Bosnian Serbs have attacked the decision by the United Nations High Representative to ban genocide denial in the Balkan country. The BBC's Risto Puka has this report. Genocide is a divisive issue in Bosnia. The International Court of Justice has ruled that the massacre by Serb fighters of Muslim men and boys in Srebrenica in 1995 constitutes just that crime. But today, the hardline Serb member of the presidency alleged genocide had never taken place in Bosnia. Milorad Dodik even said the ban meant that Bosnia could no longer function as a country and threatened to start its dissolution. The UN representative had argued that without banning genocide denial, there can be no peaceful future for the country. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. To sports now, here's Todd Harding. We start, of course, with the Olympics. Hong Kong rower Winnie Hung has qualified for tomorrow's quarterfinals of the women's single skulls competition after she finished second in her repechage heat this morning. Three of Hong Kong's fencers were in action in the FA competition this morning. Kaylin Sie and Coco Lin both lost their opening bouts, but former world number one Vivian Kong won hers and is fighting her last 16 bout right about now. Eleven gold medals are being contested on the first full day of action, with China's Yang Chen winning the very first gold of the Games in the women's 10-metre air rifle competition. She snatched a dramatic last-shot victory from Russia's Anastasia Galashina. The ten other gold medals up for grabs today are in fencing, judo, taekwondo and weightlifting. Meanwhile, 130 riders will be competing in the men's cycling road race in the foothills of Mount Fuji. And organisers are hoping to spark enthusiasm among the Japanese public. The BBC's Mariko Oi in Tokyo says they'll be watching some of today's competition with particular interest. Today we'll see Rikako Ike, the swimmer who was diagnosed with leukemia uh, two years ago, having her first swim, so all eyes on that. Uh, of course, uh, she was diagnosed with leukemia two years ago. Had the Games not been postponed by year, she probably wouldn't have made it. But when she qualified uh, this year, uh, there was a lot of excitement and she managed to inspire a lot of people. Also, uh, this weekend, people will be watching out for the judo matches. There's a brother and sister hoping for double medals for the family, so we'll be watching for that. There are no fans allowed in the stadiums because of COVID restrictions and some people have voiced concern that may affect the Olympians' performance. The BBC's Alex Capstick has been speaking to athletes in Tokyo. There are lots of Olympic sports where you don't get that many fans anyway so athletes that haven't competed at the olympics before perhaps won't notice much of a difference they're not really that concerned i think they're just relieved that they've been able to compete in an olympic games you have to realize that for 75 percent of the athletes competing at an olympic games this will be their only chance to do that so for them just being here is a victory in many ways and in other sports news, the Major League Baseball team, the Cleveland Indians, is dropping its century-old moniker, the latest big U.S. sports team to change a name deemed offensive. It'll be called the Cleveland Guardians from the end of the season. The new name is a reference to the famous statues that guard traffic on one of the city's bridges. The team's owner, Paul Dolan, said he hoped the change would unite the community. Several local indigenous leaders have praised the move. 
And in football, the England winger Jadon Sancho has completed a 100 million US dollar move to Manchester United from German club Borussia Dortmund. Sancho is the second most expensive English player of all time, behind his now new United teammate Harry Maguire. This report from the BBC's Maz Faruqi. He's now 21 years old, saying today the chance to join Manchester United is a dream come true and I just cannot wait to perform in the Premier League. He was at United's big rivals Manchester City, of course, in his youth career before his move to Dortmund in search of first-team football. And he grew to become one of Dortmund's most influential players in his four years in the Bundesliga. He scored 36 goals in all competitions last season, for instance. 38 assists as well, so a great return. And German journalists I spoke to during the European Championship earlier this month told me how surprised they were in fact that he didn't feature more for England in the tournament. The United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer also spoke today on this news. He's clearly pleased to finalise a deal for a player he's been chasing for over a year now. He says Jaden epitomises the type of player I want to bring to the club. He is a forward player in the best traditions of Manchester United. And that's our look at sports. And now the weather. There will be sunny intervals and a few showers today with more rainfall and squally thunderstorms later. The maximum temperature will be around 33 degrees with light winds. There will be isolated squally thunderstorms later tomorrow and the next few days will be very hot. It's currently 32 degrees Celsius with a relative humidity of 73%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Authorities will launch a scheme by the end of the month to make it easier for senior citizens to get vaccinated. And Beijing has announced sanctions on American citizens and entities, including former U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. And Hong Kong rower Winnie Hung has qualified for tomorrow's women's single skulls quarterfinals. And you are listening to the news on RTHK.
are the champions. More great pump-up tracks on the way. Gonna have some fun this hour. Here's from Rocky Four, Survivor, Burning Heart, right here on Radio 3 with me, Classic, Michael Lance. Take 